Well, breaking news. So if you got to this podcast before I just released it, it's done. Mike McCarthy has been released, sacked, fired. So in this podcast, I go into will he be fired? Will he not be fired? Will they keep him? What's going to happen? What do you think? But I guess that's all been answered. So when you do listen, bear in mind, it was before the bombshell news that he's been let go. So I'll jump back into the studio and record a kind of a breakdown, I guess, of all of the thoughts and all of the news that's after sort of coming out about it all. But until then, back into the podcast. But again, bear in mind, didn't know. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... <laughs> oh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter. And, of course, follow the group, at UK Packers. And we just lost to the Cardinals. The bleeping Cardinals, we just lost... Uh, Alright, so with it being an early game, and I don't know when's the last time we had an early game in so long, I thought I'd get on straight after the game to give the hot take reaction. Ah, uh, and we just lost to the Cardinals. Alright, right, so let's get, uh, let's get stuff out of the way, some housekeeping. And not the usual housekeeping of, you know, York shop and Christmas and or merchandise shop and all the rest. Uh, let's get the kind of... The, I don't know, the main topics out of the way first. As usual, people want Mike McCarthy sacked, and I think I will go into the offensive possessions and spell it out. Um, also, if you don't like negative commentary, I would stay the hell off Twitter and Facebook. Now, I threatened uh, <laughs> I threatened today after the game to take it off Twitter because just the storm is going to be too much. Like, I... It is warranted. It's completely warranted and I totally get it. And that's why I kind of wanted to get on straight after the game and do the podcast um, to kind of get ahead of the curve in that way. And I'm not coming on here to defend uh, Mike McCarthy or anything else because that was hands down one of the worst games I've ever witnessed. You know, never mind as a as a Packers fan, but just as, a, as an American football fan. And I'd have to watch it, you know, a great big pile of stuff uh, for different teams, for different stuff that I do, but that was, yeah, pretty atrocious. So I guess to get it out of the way, let, let me just say I'm not going to insult anybody by trying to defend uh, Mike McCarthy or what's going on in the, in the organization at this stage because we were 13 points over dogs. <laughs> Can we say that? Why am I happy? Why am I so happy after a loss? Um, you know, we were 13-point favourites coming into this game and we went and lost the game to the Cardinals. So where we should have been blazing ahead by two touchdowns. Now, again, as a Packers fan and at this stage of the season, I do like to sort of, you know, get into the festive spirit, I guess. And any time that we've been struggling or there has been bad stuff happening, um, you know, I do like to sort of say, OK, well, let's take the an analyst hat off and just be happy about it and that there's football left and that we could potentially win and it gets exciting but this was just on another level bad I guess 
and we cannot get away from the fact that this organization is poor now when we look at and what, what and i'll explain what i mean because when we look at last season and um, the criticism and um, excuse my squeaky chair uh the criticism you know was on mccarthy which i thought could be unfair i guess because he had brett hundley in there he was supposed to be prepared i get that um and it didn't go well which was understandable um and aaron Rodgers was playing so well up to that point we were we were you know steaming along at the start of the season so it looked like kind of business as usual um whereas this season there's definitely been some massive disconnect and a couple of things that kind of made me laugh in the press conference was McCarthy coming out and saying, I felt we were ready for the game. And it's like, yeah, because it's the Arizona Cardinals. You just keep running the ball until they die. You know, it's there were 32nd on run defense. Um, offensively, they were the worst in the NFL in the pass and the run. And I can see why. We saw in this game, David Johnson just being given the ball and asked to run up the middle every single time and get stopped every single time. Something more shocking that was said in the press conference was when McCarthy came out and said that he's never been in this position before. And I quote, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do when I get in here tomorrow. And he said he doesn't know what he's going to say to the lads. Now, that really made my ears prick up. Because what a thing for a coach to say. I don't know what I'm going to do when I come in. So, one thing I will say for McCarthy is, and the one positive that I'm going to say on this podcast now, today, is the fact that he does go out of his way to protect the locker room and to protect these players. And I think we've seen that this season, that if you're in any way poisonous to the locker room, you got to go. Ty Montgomery went. Um, you know, he made that mistake in the game, fumbling the ball away. But also what he said about the locker room, he doesn't know who we can trust. He just had to go. And he did. They got rid of him. Ha, Clinton Dix. Um, you know, an awful lot of finger pointing. It's everyone else's fault, but mine, my play is fine. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then between that and his contract and he went because he was toxic to the locker room now again this is my outsider view and what the hell do i know but he appeared that it was toxic to the locker room from some of his comments now it's not new because we've seen that happen for you know stellar o-lineman tj lang uh went probably for different reasons but josh Sitton was supposed to be toxic and they got rid of him so you know they do an awful lot in green bay to try protect uh, the culture and the and everything else in the locker room. And I think that, you know, outside of all of this, and if you're going to keep McCarthy, well, then what might end up happening is if the players aren't going to play for that coach, well, then, you know, you're damaging the locker room. So do we see McCarthy go? Because I said on the last podcast that if we lose to the Cardinals, they could do something shocking. Now, I don't know. The, the way they've set it up in Green Bay now with Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst, and Mike McCarthy all being this kind of trifecta, um, and with Mark Murphy said that he's going to take a bit of pressure off Gudekunst instead of sort of letting him be the you know the head honcho and make all the decisions, that uh, McCarthy would go to him also. Uh, you know, Murphy was on the podcast and he said the reason that he did it was because this was a guy who's a first-time GM, so he wasn't going to give him and overload him with that type of responsibility. I wonder, is he ready to take that now? And I wonder if he is, does he make a decision um, to relieve McCarthy of his duties? Now, I get the fact that McCarthy has been a fantastic coach um, and all the rest, but there's something quite clearly dysfunctional in this team and people are laying the blame on McCarthy. And like I said, I'll, I'll run through the offensive possessions and we, we'll pick apart what we see. But, you know, I it's not the Packers' way, I don't think, to do this. And I think that with the, way, with the coach that he was and the success that he had, it would be unfair to him and I understand all of that. And I don't think 
you know, maybe it doesn't happen, maybe it does. But the thing is, it could potentially happen. Like, look where the Packers are and look how they're doing. Um, certainly, you would expect a move to be made at the end of the season, for sure. But that said, you know, you can get caught up in the in the hype of it all. Like, even player-wise, so we sort of took the piss a bit about Jay Kumaro and Kumaro's back and all that, just to kind of have a bit of a lark. Um. But, you know, there's an awful lot of people out there who who take that stuff incredibly seriously and sort of say, we know Jake Kumar, yeah, he's, he, you know, once he's back, we're going to be fine. And it's kind of like, hold on, hold on, let, let's let's keep our head here. You can get carried away with social media thinking that it's real life and it's not, to a degree, right? Um, so let's run through the offensive possessions and let's just see exactly what we got going on the day. Now, honourable mention to special teams. Ron Zook, uh, again, has an awful lot to answer for. For a team to be that, for a unit to be that kind of, I don't want to use the word clueless, but for them to lose their head the way they do consistently. Um, and Peter Jones again came out with some tweets uh, that we retweeted just to sort of highlight just how bad and how many yards these guys were giving away and it was pretty shocking. Uh, McCarthy name dropped him um, in his presser, but certainly Ron Zuck has an awful lot to answer. So up until the point of recording this, I've seen most of Mike McCarthy's press conference I've obviously sleepwalked through this game uh, because it was just awful. Um, and then I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers' comments, but I doubt they're going to be glowing. And I hope that when he does come out, he takes uh, an awful lot of blame for some stuff that went on in this game. But again, let's run through the offensive uh, stuff and let's see exactly what we see here. So Aaron Jones breaks the tackle, five yards. Uh, Jones again, two yards. Third and three, Rodgers runs for the first down, which he makes up five yards. Uh, then Rodgers passes to Jones. Six yards. Jones again for one yard. Third and three. Um, it was a clever play call. A pass to Jimmy Graham. We get the first down. Then a bit of play action um, to ESB who drops the pass. But Emerson, uh, the cornerback for Arizona, makes a good play. Then a pass to Jones behind the line of scrimmage. It's a bad play and it's a bad throw as well by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, now it's third and ten. We run on third and long. Which again, like I put out from the from the group account, that's a bad look for McCarthy. He's under fire. He has to get stuff going. He has to get creative. And I don't care how creative you think you're going to get on third and 10 by calling a run play. Now, yes, I get the premise that, oh, they're not going to expect a run. But again, that that's the criticism of McCarthy, right? Is that he's not thinking about what can make the first down. He's thinking, what will they not expect? But it's a, it's a run play in third and long. You're not... Like, the chances of converting that play are pretty low. I don't have the percentages, but it's a no-brainer. Um, so that ends on that. It's a bit of a head-scratcher. And from the off, that kind of sets the tone, I think. So then on offense in the second possession, nothing playing first down, second and 10, pressure on a poor throw again from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, third and 10, it's a dump off to Jones that goes nowhere, and then we punt to the Arizona 48-yard line. So again, uh, no invention. It's, it's Aaron Jones heavy, which I get people are calling for. Uh, but again, like, what it kind of shows is that, do we not have any other weapons? You know, can we not scheme players open, people open? Uh, do we not have players that can, we've Devontae Adams, for Christ's sake, you know, he's on track to break all kind of records this season. Uh, with yards, he gets over a thousand yards. You know, he leads the NFL now with touchdown passes, you know, on recording of this podcast. You know, we've young rookie wide receivers. It, it does not, you know, Jimmy Graham, like there's nothing there. It's it's like we don't have anything. Like look at Jones, 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 pass to Jimmy Graham, Jones, Jones, dump off pass. And an awful lot of these passes, and you, I, I wrote down when I when I see that they're behind or they're bad or they're into the ground or they're not on the money. 
they're uncharacteristic of Aaron Rodgers as well. He's you know he's duffing passes into the ground. You know receivers are having to fall over themselves to get to the ball. And then the only thing that he does is just throw his head back and look up to the sky, which, you know, like that moment makes me as uncomfortable as when a striker in football gets the ball and instead of passing it off, goes for the shot and all the other strikers are giving out, you know, what to him. And he, he's so cringed with it all and he knows it was a bad mistake that he can't even look at those strikers who are giving out lard at him. And he kind of looks away and then, you know, they sheepishly look back at the other strikers and give them a like, oh, sorry. You know, that's how awkward that moment is. And... He's at it all the time. There's always that kind of head back. And you don't know whether he's blaming the player or blaming himself or a bit of both. But anyway, offensive third possession, uh, Jones with a good first down run. And that's after a tackle as well. So, I mean, that play should have got lit up, blown up, but it didn't. Um, and he makes a play. So again, the the play call is a good defensive play. Is it a bad play call? Did Jones have too much to do in the first place? Uh, this is the play that Byron Bell goes out injured and McCray comes in. So then Jones is stuffed behind the line. So, again, probably a similar play call. He gets stuffed. Uh, second and 11, uh, Jones get nine yards. It's the end of the first um, quarter. Then they come back on. It's third and two. There's a fake handoff, and Aaron Rodgers just ends up throwing the ball away. Punt. Fourth offensive possession, Devontae Adams for a good first down uh, for 16 yards. Jones again stuffed behind the line. It's a loss of three yards. It's second and 13. It's a bad throw to Graham in triple coverage. This is what I didn't get with this, with this play. Uh, then it's a third and 13. They go to Cobb with a screen pass for nine yards. And that's where on fourth and four, we get the touchdown to Adams. But on that screen pass on third and 13, you can hear one of the defenders going, screen pass on third and 13. And it's just even he's taking the piss of the play column. Um, but, you know, at that stage, you kind of look at the, the touchdown pass to Adams and, you know, it, you're, you're quite... You sort of look at that and kind of go, oh, well, all is forgotten. Uh, bear with me on this fifth possession because everything else is quite short, but this is the one where it's long, but it's still not good. So it's uh, there's nothing on for A-Rod, so he almost throws the interception on the on first and 10. Second and 10, it's a 10-yard pass to MVS. Then it's first and 10, and Williams runs for a negative one yard. So it's around at this stage that we see Jones going out of the game and Williams coming into the game and getting absolutely nothing. Again, I'm straight on. I haven't looked at the box score, but I'm pretty sure Williams has like 700 attempts for like minus two yards. He just kept getting pummeled all the time. Um, now, again, that's not particularly a criticism on Williams. It's a mixture of the plays and him not being able to get out and go. Um so then second and 11, um, it's a long floater for Adams, but again, it's a bad pass. So that's where the commentary came out and said, oh, you know, you have to take a chance on these things to go for the big play. And, you, you know, there's maybe two or three of them in each game. It was a badly thrown ball by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, third and 11, nothing's open, but they get two flags because of pass interference on Cobb. Now on this, I think it's a mixture of that there was pass interference, but also Cobb does the footballer, you know, flopping and diving onto the ground thing and gets the flag he was held around the waist for sure uh, but then he kind of throws himself but I don't think anything was particularly on um, on that so it's a first and 10 at the 50 yard line Williams gets a two yard run then there's a bad pass for Devontae Adams uh, but he makes the first down anyway and that's what there was a bit of a team in this game is that you know there was pretty poor passing but then the players would still reach out and clamor and get it and then try make something of it and some of them did some of them didn't uh, so then first and 10, A-Rod runs for four yards. Uh, now on that one, he's running and he's and he's pump faking and I can see Jimmy Graham open. Now, whether they would have got the first down, I don't think so, but it was certainly better than the four-yard run. 
you know, maybe we picked up eight yards. But again, Aaron Rodgers chooses to keep the ball and run with it and not pass it off to Graham um, in that in that regard. What we, um, yeah, I think it was four yards. Uh, then Jamal Williams, you know, it's a dump off pass. And again, it's a bad throw by Aaron Rodgers. And then it's a pass to Graham for six yards. And then the ball is dumped off to Williams again uh, for a first down. And Jones at this stage comes back into the game. So then Devontae Adams, a crossing route. Hooray, we've seen a crossing route. I almost wept for seven yards. Then Rodgers gets hit uh, in the head. And Adam Adams goes down funny on that play, actually. Um, and it was it was missed by the referees. He gets clobbered in the head by Chandler Jones. So it's second and three, and Rodgers gets sacked by Chandler Jones. And then it's third and nine, and it's a poor throw from Rodgers again. So it's fourth and nine, um, and it's a 32-yard field goal. And the Packers are up 10 to seven. And that's the end of the first half. So again, an awful lot of that stuff there is like lack of invention. It's really bad stuff. It's wide receivers. It's Aaron Rodgers not having anything to throw to and it's just running verts. Um, and then when we do run a, a slant, you know, we're looking good or across the road, it looks good, but we're not doing that a whole lot. Then there's there's a ton of throws already that Aaron Rodgers is just either dumping them off and dumping them off poorly as well. Like he's not even, you know, hitting it in the bread basket. He's sort of, you know they're, they're he's kind of almost muffing them into the ground or, or passing them behind to stop the progression of whoever he's dumping it to and they have to sort of double back to the ball and then come back it's not giving them anything so they come back out in the set in the second half and just from here on out it was just atrocious stuff you know first and ten it's a throw to nothing then it's a dump off the grain on a first down and that's a crossing route again like lo and behold it works jones with a seven yard run jones with a five yard loss and then it's third and eight, and it's a bad throw that's almost picked off. And again, another bad throw by Aaron Rodgers. So pretty much in every possession, we've had one or two throws by A-Rod, or more, that have been pretty bad. Um, offensive seven possession. Pass the grain for eight yards. Pass the grain again for two yards. So it looks like, you know, and then that's when the, it's amazing after two passes, the, the comms come out. Oh, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is really getting a flow now. <laughs> I think Jesus, two passes to the same person. Relax. Uh, first and 10, it's a bad pass to Randall Cobb. Um, and, and Cobb is wide open. And it's a really poor pass by Aaron Rodgers again. Um, second and 10, it's a screen to Cobb. And he goes for six yards. Then it's a third and four, false start by Spriggs. And then it's a, it's a third and eight. And it's a short pass to Graham uh, when Cobb was, was wide open. And then we're punting again. So offensive eight possession. So at this stage, you know, the stat shows up on the screen. Aaron Rodgers is 16 and one at home in December. And A-Rod at this stage in the game is 18 for 29. So eight possession, Williams for no gain. Then second and 10, it's a throw to MVS for nine yards. But the throw itself is, is awful. It's a really high throw and MVS does well to come down with it. Again, another bad throw by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, third and one, uh, Williams for a zero gain, uh, which is a it's a terrible call. It's a terrible play, and I, I don't know. Again, I sometimes I get into body language on the podcast, but this looked pretty poor. It looked like Aaron Rodgers was looking to the side and almost like, really, you serious? Um, and then, yeah, then we're punting the ball away. So again, offensive ninth possession. If you're still awake, starts at our twenty four yard line. Uh, Williams for four yards. MVS runs for the first down. It's a nice creative play where they're, they're pegging the ball around behind the, the line of scrimmage. Uh, then Rodgers gets rid of the ball under pressure. And then this is what kind of struck me at this point in the game. And I have it written down. Aaron smiling and laughing with defenders. So usually I, I usually see two forms of Aaron Rodgers. One, he's kind of annoyed 
And when he's annoyed like that, you know, he's being petulant and he's kind of throwing his hands up and throwing his head up and, you know, sighing and chewing people out and all the rest. And he seems like everybody's a fault but him. Or he's laughing and he's happy. And I used to sort of joke on Twitter regularly that, oh, he's laughing, we're going to win the game, great. But this, this, there was a different vibe off this game. It was like he was laughing and he was slap-assing with defenders and all the rest, but he wasn't matching that with the level of play. And you can see up to this point, the amount of times that I've read out, Aaron Rodgers bad throw, Aaron Rodgers throws to nothing, Aaron Rodgers bangs it into triple coverage, you know, he dumps the ball off but does it in a really poor way. And yet he's still sort of smiling and all of that. And I've seen some tweets out there that are showing like, you know, white flags and this team has given up on the lack of effort. And I think you can see it here. I, you know, I, I think in his in his attitude of, of still being sort of jokey and laughy and all that. And look, yeah, he's been criticized for being too serious and too much of a perfectionist and all the rest. But I just found it odd that, you know, it's even at this it, even at this stage that he's kind of laughing and he's smiling and he's trying to talk to defenders. And at some stage, like, some of the defenders are walking away from him. He's still shouting after them, like, joking, and they're turning around saying comments to each other. Just found it odd. Uh, second and ten, it's a Williams pass, and he loses a yard. So this is the end of the third quarter. So in all of that third quarter, it's just been super dismal. Uh, then third and eleven, Rogers to Cobb on an absolutely unreal pass. It's a 36-yard completion, but Spriggs gets caught on a holding call and pulls it all back. And if, and if you have time, go and look at that play and look at Randall Cobb's reaction after that. It's pretty telling. Third and 21, Rogers under pressure, and he airs out a pass to absolutely nowhere. Again, another throwaway on third and 21, and then they, they punt. So it's at this stage that we've had nine failed third downs in a row so second laugh second laugh yeah see freudian slip second laugh second last offensive possession so it's a pass for five yards a dropped pass by adams so this is where we all we start to see you know dropped passes and stuff coming into it now as well um third and five it's almost a safety but then it's a it's a glorious first down to adams then it's a first and ten and it's a pitch to mvs and he legs it down, I guess, 21 yards, but trips himself up. It's, and it was at that stage as well, I was looking at it and going, yeah, it's just kind of, it's one of those kind of nights. Um, then it's a negative throw after that to Williams, and he only makes it back to the line. So again, a terrible play call and a terrible play. Um, second and 10, Jay Kumro gets first down and everyone just goes nuts. Um, and then Williams for four yards. It's a second and six, and it's a first down to Adams. Then Williams for three yards. Then Jones now comes back into the game again. So again, he's been missing for long stretches of this game. He was getting purchased, and he was pretty much, our offense was one-dimensional in the sense that we just kept going to him. Um, then it's a second and seven, and Devontae comes down with a big catch. And then it's a touchdown, Aaron Jones, to make it 17-17. And that is a 95-yard drive. Now you can see that that's mostly made up of you know, the the massive gain by MVS and he gets downed. Jay Kumro getting a, a really important first down. Uh, another good first down to Adams. Um, and then, you know, Aaron Jones comes in and does the business. That's the second last offensive possession in this game. So then on the last possession that we have is in the fourth quarter. With one minute and 41 seconds left. Um, now, this is again, another special teams penalty comes before this. And special teams were unbelievably bad in this game uh so first and 10 to graham uh goes for five yards it's second and five it's another bad throw by aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, it's third and five. Again, it's another bad throw by Aaron Rodgers to MVS who drops it and then Aaron's throwing up his head and saying that it's it's all terrible. Um, now it's fourth and five. It's a first down to Graham uh, on a crossing route, which is good. Um, then a first and 10, another bad throw uh, by Aaron Rodgers to Adams for seven yards. He still gets the seven yards out of it, but it wasn't a good throw at all. Uh, second and three, Tonyan gets the first down. Then it's a first and 10 and it's a bad throw to Adams. Um, and then you know Adams is stumbling around as well so that didn't help but if you look at the the th- like I don't think he would have even made it had he not stumbled that a comms made a big deal of it oh Aaron you know Adams stumbled there and that's what threw Aaron Rodgers off I, like he'd thrown the ball before the stumble so I don't think that's the case uh, second and ten Aaron Rodgers runs to the Arizona 40 on a on a good run by him uh, it's first and ten again he gets rid of the ball under pressure second and ten with 15 seconds left he throws it to Cobb for nine yards Um and again, on that throw, he's pegging the ball into the ground, basically. And Cobb has to go down. And it was it was so dodgy, that throw, that the refs went and, you know, put it under review and made sure that it was a throw. You know, with all plays reviewable in the, um, you know, two-minute warning. So it's a third and one, and then it's a throw into the end zone. And it's, and again, it's just a throw to nothing. I don't even know why you'd waste the time on it. Now, you might go, well, might as well take a shot. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so then Crosby comes out for the 49-yard field goal and misses. And that's the game over. Packers lose by three points. So again, that Crosby field goal would have tied the game and then we're into overtime, but I'm not even convinced. Now again, let me reiterate, right? This is an Arizona Cardinals team who are the worst team in the NFL. They're in a race for the worst team with teams like Oakland. Um, and even if you look at the likes of the other team that's sort of been getting a bad rap like the New York Giants, you know, they're starting to put stuff together now. So really it only leaves Arizona and the Oakland Raiders as being the two dumpster teams in the NFL and we've just got beaten by them. So I wouldn't sort of um, fool yourself into thinking you know, that this was a good performance by Arizona and Arizona's defense. They brought the exact same things against the LA Chargers and Phillip Rivers had a 96.6% completion percentage. He basically completed every single... I think it was every single pass bar one. So they brought the same against him. And he could do the business against them. So this isn't them stepping up and all this type of lark. It's the it's the Packers killing themselves. So what do we see in this game? Uh, so we see terrible play calling. Awful play calling. And also really poor execution by Aaron Rodgers in this game. Because... His stats will be... Uh, I'm reluctant to say padded because I think even if you look at his stats, they're not going to be great. And again, it's going to be another game where he's going to come under heavy criticism. But I reckon as bad as they are, as they are, they're even... They're made better by the throws that he does make on really bad throws that his receivers go all out for, gather up, and then try to make something of. And we've seen that a couple of times from the stuff I've been reading out where he throws the ball, he makes the completion just barely and they go and they do some good stuff, uh, you know, yards after contact, yards after catch. So it's a mixture of the two. And when your head coach, as much as they try to defend the locker room, comes out in the press conference and says that they've never been in this position before and they haven't a rash is what they're going to do when they get in, it doesn't really breed confidence. And I'm sure at whatever job that you do, if... You know, if your senior manager or director or, you know, managing director or CEO of your company said, geez, lads, I don't know, I've, I've never been here before. I want to come in tomorrow. I have in the bog. 
how or what I'm going to say to anybody or how I'm going to get out of it. It's not good. So we've seen now for two years running. The, you know, last year, I think, was more understandable. Now, when you look at it in hindsight now, you're kind of like, mm, yeah, well, maybe. But, you know, when you look back at it, you're kind of thinking, okay, it's Hundley. Yeah, they struggled. Of course they did. But look at the stuff that they faced. And he didn't have a, a tried and tested backup. Like a veteran backup. And, like, that's why there was talk. You know, all the stuff like, I'm going to stay with Hundley. But we saw last season that apparently the, you know, the Packers personnel department were going out looking for a veteran still. Because that's, you know, that's what you need. As as bad as the veterans, as some of them are, you know, they they still have experience. And I guess that's the Packers didn't have any of that. They just had a kid in there on their centre. Whereas this year, again, in fairness to McCarthy, he kind of has a situation where, especially that's evident in this game, the quarterback is not making the throws. It's Look, it's a perfect storm. So you've terrible play calling, but on the opportunities that do arise when the play call actually works, it's almost like you know, you're not taking advantage. So when you do get opportunities and you can't capitalize on them, well, then you're really goosed then. And there was times in this game that the defense, although they were good in stretches, um, you know, we've seen them falter a bit. So Jair Alexander uh, usually is lights out and he's doing really well. But there's a couple of times and there was two drives consecutively or, or two plays consecutively that he was burned badly. A couple of those notable plays was on the defensive 10th possession, which was the last time that the defense had a chance to make a play. Um, Lowry gets a sack. Then there's pressure on Rosen and he's flushed out. And he, tro- he throws the ball directly to Pleasant, directly to him right into the numbers and he drops it then it's third and 18 and they get delay of game then it's third and 23 and yet the ball still finds its way to larry fitzgerald for a catch to the 44 yard line of the packers then johnson goes for seven yards which is annoying because he couldn't get purchased all game then it's a second and three and edmonds gets a first down then johnson gets a first down run and then there's runs on first and second, and on third and three, it's a pass to Fitzgerald that's broken up by Alexander, which is a good play, but it's a 44-yard field goal, which is good, which brings the game to 2017. So again, in that play, I mean, it's just criminal to let a third and 23 get away from you. Now, I don't care if it's like, oh, well, it's Larry Fitzgerald, and he's an absolute legend, and how close he is to, you know, breaking Jerry Rice's record for the most, you know, passes caught by one player for one team. But that's because he's a career cardinal. He's you know he's been there for forever and he's prolific. But still, that comes down to the quarterback being allowed to make that play. And I think where the defense mess up then, prior to that, and again, what what you can kind of see with the defense is that they make a stand, they make a stand, they make a stand, and then on certain drives they just it just all falls apart. So on their eighth defensive possession, Rosen makes a massive run. It's a thirty-three yard run, and then. Edmonds makes a massive run to the Packers' uh, three-yard uh, three line. And then it's a false start for Arizona, but they're still first and goal. Then Rosen rips off a poor throw, and then it's second and goal when Edmonds runs in for the touchdown. So that was Edmonds' second touchdown of the game, and it was his second touchdown of his career. His first two touchdowns were against the Packers. And when I look back at all of my notes that I that I took for... The other defensive stands, I see that it's mostly to do with Josh Rosen being pretty inept on the fifth 
to stand, for instance, Johnson goes for two yards. Uh, it's an Arizona penalty. It's second and 18. It's a bad throw to Kirk, and then it's third and 18, and they can't do anything with it. Um, you know, and their sixth possession after that, it's good pressure by the defense. He just throws it away to nothing. Then it's a second 10. It's a Kirk catch. Uh, that's where Matthews goes out injured and he's limping. Then it's third and two, and it's tipped by Fackrell. And then it's a... Um, you know, Arizona then can't get out and going. So, you know, there was good pressure at times. It looks like we're getting close an awful lot of the time. Um, but more often than not, it's Rosen making poor decisions and throwing it away into nothing. And again, there was a stat line that came up, I think, you know, late on, nearly at the end of the game, and he had like 100 yards. So we, we didn't get beaten by Arizona. We got beaten by ourselves. We had a chance for that takeaway. Um, and then offensively, we just couldn't get out and going. So... All of this talk about making the playoffs. Like, do you want to make the playoffs with this team? Do you think we can get anything going? I don't think so. I think we lack that creativity. Like, the playbook was meant to be reorganized. You know, Joe Philbin was back, and that's meant to make a difference. There was all this hype uh, that I certainly bought into that. You know, our most potent potent offensive performance was when Joe Philbin was offensive coordinator. Um, but we simply do not have the talent or the personnel to do what we did back then. And I've had a, a few, you know, chats on Twitter and there's some been really good points made by Andy Davies on Twitter, um, who's been a fan since the 80s. Uh, you know, this guy knows his stuff and, you know, he's sort of, he's pointing out the same stuff, you know, it's, it's a lack of effort and, you know, he, he re referred to the snippiness with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers on that last drive and, yeah, stuff is not right in, in Lambeau and whatever about, you know, winning at home, and being winless on the road. And any thoughts of making the playoffs. I think we can probably put it to bed now. And I don't know if that means that. You know Pack Nation and the organisation itself. Is going to be a, you know, a brighter happier place. Because we're going to make some changes. And that we've really seen. You know the true colours of what this team are. Like again. And I keep alluding to it on podcasts. But I said it before at the start of the season. That this is a team in transition. You know and. It's probably been in a steady decline over the last number of years, but we've just been pulling it out of the bag because we've been riding solely on what Aaron Rodgers can do when the play breaks down. And I, I guess now the team has been exposed for the talent that it, that it actually has. Now, we've some really bright stars and we've some great stuff happening. I'm really encouraged that wide receiver with MVS and ESB. You know, I, I think those guys could really play big next year and have done some good stuff this year. Devontae Adams getting over that thousand yard mark you know really puts his stamp as the leader in that locker room and I'm delighted for him that he's got over the thousand yard mark because he got 997 yards on a prior attempt Aaron Jones at running back fantastic Aaron Rodgers with whatever is going on with him I'm sure he can rectify because I'm not seeing a lack of power in his throwing arm I'm seeing just poorly placed passes which is fun to say too, with a bit of alliteration. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then on defense, you know, Petten's been doing some good stuff also. And I don't know if the emergence of Fackrell is something that we can rely on or depend on. Certainly he was pretty anonymous and his technique was pretty poor up to this point. So there has to be some clearing of that house too. And again, Josh Jones, you know, he gets the sack today and he's running around and he's he's fist bumping and slapping arses and he's 
you know, flexing his muscles and running up and down the sideline and doing cartwheels and, you know, it, it just sort of struck me as a bit ridiculous. There's a player who was struggling and he was getting burned and he made a really boneheaded play on special teams literally right before that. And then he he gets a sack because he's left completely unmarked and he's running around and he used, he's even going to the sideline giving Aaron Rodgers a hug. And I kind of think, give me a break. You know, so we look, we have issues all over this team. Some positives, some big negatives. And we need something fresh here. And that's what I was saying before. Like, whatever about McCarthy and his success and him being a fantastic servant for the Packers and one of the most winningest coaches in the NFL in recent history or ever. It does show and it is evident from our offensive play that it's at the moment just simply not working. And it's more concerning. I, I would kind of get it if we did this and there was no talk in the preseason of sort of reorganizing the playbook and, you know, taking it back to basics and redoing it and revamping it and making it all sexy. Like if that wasn't said, I'd be like, well, you know, he needs to freshen up the playbook. But from the Twitter ratty out there, I can certainly see that no one has faith in him in the fan base that I've seen to be able to turn this thing around. And if it is a case that Aaron's out there and he's joking and laughing and he's kind of, you know, almost giving up on the season because it seems like we can't get it going. I mean, what strikes me too is is that, you know, all of this talk of relax and I think we can run the table. And every time they ask him about it, he's like, no, you know, the moment isn't quite right. That has to be organic. I kind of think it does it though. Can you not invent it to great leaders and all that sort of not sort of come up with something motivational and 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 get a, put a pep in their step? Now I'm not I'm not laying that at the feet of Aaron Rodgers, but I'm just saying I find it a bit bizarre that it just comes down to no, you know, it has to be organic. Like it's sort of like well, we don't have that time, you know. And you and I'm sure that he's doing his best. And I've listened to his sort of pep speech at the start of the game, and he was trying to get everyone roiled up, and you know Randall Cobb was doing the same, you know. So I guess the lads are trying, but it's just not working. So look, maybe it is a case that our, you know Mike McCarthy's message is stale. Uh, there was all these type of reports now, whether they're slanderous or libelous or whatever. You know, there was one tweet that I read that said, "There's this." And I don't know where this this crap comes from. I mean, this could come from absolutely. I could make up anything. Do you know what I mean? And just bang it out on Twitter. But the the message sort of said something along the lines of, you know, Mike McCarthy's calling the plays, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, calls his type of player. It does what he sees. And it's almost seemingly a competition that if a play goes right, that it's one or the other that's trying to take the credit for that good play. Um, now, whether there's any truth to that, who in the hell knows? But it is a pretty toxic situation if that's coming out of the locker room. Like, we've seen that happen, you know, with um, with Mike Zimmer when he was coming out and saying, I don't think my message is, is getting through. I, I don't think they're listening to me. Which is, you know, the fact that that bleeds out into the media from his mouth in the first place shows a, a massive level of dysfunction. So not to get on here and try to be positive, I don't think there's anything positive to be said when you lose to the worst team in the NFL. So it's not up to me to sack Mike McCarthy for Christ's sake, but, you know, how? Do, let me know what you think. Hit us up at UK Packers, hit me up at Steedy the NFL, and let's have a, let's have a little bit of a, of a support group about it. I mean... 
you know, we see the diehards on there and we see the people that haven't given up on the season. Uh, but I do think that the, the playoffs, there's just no way. Now, maybe the lost Arizona is the galvanizing moment, but I think that we need too much help from other teams to squeak in. And I think with the level of injuries and the level of play being as bad as it is, I think that even if there's some type of miracle where that happens and we do end up getting in, you'd have to wonder how far that would even go. But we're in playoffs mode still. Every game that we lose is a game closer to them just putting the nail in the coffin. And again, with the Bears' loss to the Giants, all that does is, is kind of string this thing out for a little bit longer and doesn't kind of put it to bed. But I think the conclusion would be from tonight is it's another loss in the L column, which goes against us, and we've just lost to the worst team in the NFL in our home stadium, and we can't win a game on the road. So if that kind of tells you what our chances are going to be, so be it. But on to next week. <laughs> on to next week. I'll be doing the preview. And maybe I won't use a beep swear word and sort of write a team off. Because we've just shown that this team is actually incapable of going in as 13 point favourites and beating the worst team in the NFL. It's reminiscent to facing the Colts, who were the worst team in the NFL pretty pretty much uh, prior to that, and then losing to them, which sort of beggared belief. But anyway, less positive podcast this time around, but probably as realistic as it can get. So from myself, at NFL on Twitter, follow the group, at UK Packers. Good on to Instagram. I know that this season is probably the biggest meme that we've ever had as opposed to us banging out memes but we throw some stuff on there from time to time and make sure you get into that Facebook group as well and let us know what you think about what we can do for the rest of the season and how you feel as a Packers fan watching this type of behaviour but anyway until the preview guys talk to you then ciao